He's not an evangelist, he's an evangelist, challenging men to true Christian masculinity. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Ministries. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Our creed is that there's nothing more radical than abandoning yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. And I know both men and women are looking for an adventure, to step out of their comfort zone and into the danger zone of God's will for our lives. We want to live life in such a way that we're required to rely on the Lord uh, with our faith. We don't want to always be just sitting inside our comfort zone. We want to be stretching our horizons. As the Lord said, expanding our tent pegs uh, to, to take in more and more uh, kuleana or stewardship uh, for the Lord, expanding the kingdom of God in our lives. By reaching out to people, speaking with people, praying for people. Maybe God wants you to start a women's ministry or maybe God wants you to start uh, a workout uh, group that works out and, and also shares the Lord, or maybe starting a new G.K. Chesterton Society, or as our young uh, guest today, the young lion Sam Guzman of CatholicGentleman.net, he has a whole new way of young men to gather and uh, share beer, share the Bible, and share brotherhood, which is really what it's all about. We need uh, to restore, to revive and renew a true Christian masculinity, true, true Christian uh, spirituality. Uh, we don't, we're not talking about machoism, but we're talking about leading by example, men who are willing to lay down their lives for their families and for their friends. And the way you do that, the way you develop that kind of boldness in your life, that kind of commitment, that kind of devotion, is frankly through prayer. You don't rev that up. You don't make that up. You don't necessarily man up. You do that in the presence of the Lord, in the quietness of spending time with the Lord. Every athlete knows that they have to be disciplined. A disciple means comes from the word discipline. If you want to have real freedom in your life, it's kind of strange, you need discipline. Lack of discipline is what brings you into bondage. Someone who doesn't get up early and, and get, doesn't get to work on time or someone who doesn't do their schoolwork, eventually that leads to bondage. It leads to to less and less, to me, bondage is having less and less options, and wealth and prosperity is simply having more and more options. If you're not disciplined, you're going to find yourself with less and less options. Young man who's spending so much time playing your computer games, throw it away. Throw it away and begin to spend time with the Lord in developing the gifts and the talents that God has given you for the, for the purpose of serving Him and serving the kingdom of God. If you want to serve the Lord... If you want to live an adventurous life, spend one hour a day alone with the Lord. Every morning, my first cup of coffee is down at the beach with the Lord. And I, I start out kind of slow. You know, I have my first sip of coffee. I take some of my sports supplement, my, my vitamins that I take from on it. And, uh, and then I'll begin by reading uh, the liturgy of the hour for the morning. And that kind of wakes up my spirit to uh, tuning into the Holy Spirit. And then I may read from uh, one page of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 
I read one or two pages from The Imitation of Christ. But, or I may read, like right now I'm reading from Mike Aguilina's book on the, on the Church Fathers. But the reading, the praying of the liturgy is meant to get your airplane to start rolling down the runway. But airplanes aren't meant to just roll down the runway. I was in the airport in Dallas about a month ago. I think, and I flew from a little town called Tyler, Texas, to Dallas on my way to, uh, to Waco, where I went to school in Baylor. Then I was going to meet my son and go down where he was working for a few months down in Austin, Texas. It took us more time in that airplane. We flew from Tyler to Dallas in 35 minutes, and we were on the, we were on the tarmac in Dallas for longer than we were in the air to fly. <laughs> Planes aren't meant to roll down runways and roll down uh, uh, highways. They're meant to fly. When you... Uh, are praying the Liturgy of the Hours, when you're reading the Word of God, that's like putting your engine on full throttle, uh, releasing the brakes, and going down the runway. But there comes a time when that airplane wants to fly. It's called reaching rotation speed. And when you feel that kind of little bit of lift under the wings, you just pull back and you bring that plane up into flight. The same thing is true when you're praying. As you're praying and reading the Word, or maybe you're reading the Imitation of Christ, Perhaps you're doing a contemplative approach to prayer by using the rosary, saying the Jesus prayer. Maybe you're praying in the Spirit. But there will come a time when you feel that you've reached a certain rotation speed. Maybe you're praying in Lectio Divina. Uh, but perhaps you're praying the Liturgy of the Hour, and one of the words in the liturgy that day just really steps out to you, stands out to you. That's called reaching rotation speed. Pull back and on, the, on the string wool and, 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 and spend time, you know, go into flight. When you feel as you're reading and praying and doing your disciplined approach to prayer, there will come a time when the Holy Spirit gives you liftoff, and that's when you pause and you say, Yes, Lord. Because prayer is not you talking to God. Prayer is you having a conversation with God. It's a two-way dialogue. So as you pray, pray, open yourself up to hear the voice of the Lord. You know, we're going to be doing a deep adventure quest retreat in Houston, Texas with Father Mark Goring. He'll be hosting our retreat. Actually, we're going to be down in Galveston, surfing behind the wakes of huge tankers and going deep into the seven virtues. So we have a big adventure for, for you guys, October 3rd. If you're interested, you can email me. Go to our website, deepadventure.com. You can also go there. You can buy my book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. It's a great book to challenge you to go deeper with the Lord or to send to your friends. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. Next time you visit EWTN.com, be sure to check out the Religious Catalog section. You'll find a wide variety of Catholic products. From Bibles to rosaries, there's something for everyone. And you can order online. It's easy, safe, and secure. Shop the Religious Catalog 24 hours a day at EWTN.com. I'm Al Cresta, and I'm listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And today, we, you know, I loved talking to the young lions. I love to hear the young lions roar. I love to see young men that are on fire for the Lord and young men that are leading by example. And we have just a, a kind of a character. I mean, I just, I just love the way he's approaching um, his ministry and the new evangelization. We have Sam Guzman with us today. Uh, and he, you have the online, uh, would you call that an easing, the Catholic gentleman? 
That's right, yes. yes. What is the um, website exactly again? CatholicGentleman.net. And you're also the communications director for Pro-Life Wisconsin? Uh, yes, yeah, I'm, uh, that's my day job, uh, pays the bills, <laughs> and, um, and I've I, uh, been doing that for uh, coming up on three years. Well, that's a heavy responsibility, too. So we'd like to know, how is it that you came into this, into your walk with the Lord? Were you always, did it always seem to be there? Was there a time of, of deeper conversion? How, how did you develop? A well, I, I would say that in my young you know, childhood years, there was a deep faith there. I was, I was raised Protestant, by the way, so I'm a convert. Um, but in my childhood years, um, I was definitely very spiritual, I guess you could say. And, you know, as, as Protestants are, are want to do, I had, uh, you know, a little conversion experience in my childhood. But uh, then going up through uh, high school, I kind of entered a phase of rebellion and really just kind of got fed up with Christianity in general. I figured everyone was a hypocrite. Um, I figured uh, that... Uh, everyone was a fake, and there was really no need for me to continue uh, playing the Christian game. So I just gave up on it for a little while and, and rebelled against God and against uh, my parents. And um, I never really uh, became an atheist, I would say. I just really didn't care anymore. Um, and I really felt like uh, God had no place in my life. Um, and then, uh, interestingly enough, uh, my senior year of high school, my parents uh, jerked me out of school and put me in a new school. And I was very upset about that. Uh, it's a long story how that happened. But um, the point is, uh, my senior year, which was supposed to be my big year, um, I was in a completely new environment. And it was actually a very uh, strict Christian school. And I hated that. I wanted to go to a public school and be free to rebel. Um, but through a series of circumstances and through the preaching of a, of a Protestant pastor during that senior year of high school, um, God really got a hold of me, and I really started to care about spiritual things again and, and prayer and uh, reading the Bible and um, really made the determination that year that I wanted to be a pastor. Um, and that was really kind of how complete my conversion was at that point. And, you know, I went from from being kind of a wannabe punk rocker type to, uh, you know, thinking about seriously about entering uh, full time ministry as a pastor. Um, and, you know, that, that that conversion kind of continued through college. And, um, you know, I really wanted to uh, know historic Christianity, not just um, what I was getting on, on Sunday morning, but what did people, 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 in, and uh, it's way too long to go into a full conversion story here, but needless to say, uh, God did lead me to uh, a home in the Catholic Church. Well, actually, so. no, I don't think, I think we, that's why we call this Deep Adventure Radio. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, t- yeah. feel, feel free to uh, give, you know, share with us for a few minutes about well, uh, you you know, know, how you made this transition. I, I, I did give a talk on this once, and it went well over an hour, and I, I, that was the abbreviated version. Let, let's try so to I'll, do I'll the, the uh, Wikipedia version then. Yes, yeah. the Twitter version. Um, it, it, it really all started uh, that senior year. I picked up a copy of St. Augustine's Confessions, and I kind of had in my idea and in my head as to what it was like, um, but when I started reading it, it just really blew me away. Um, it read much more like a prayer than an actual biography, um, and it was just this this beautiful, intimate conversation between uh, St. Augustine and God, and of course he does provide 
details of kind of his own rebellion. Um, and that really, that, that book really um, had a profound impact on me and really began my conversion to the Catholic faith. Uh, the next stage on the journey was, um, I, I was a, an art gallery. Uh, ironically, um, I uh, went to a, a very strict a fundamentalist Baptist university, Bob Jones University in South Carolina. Um, and they are, uh, strangely enough, uh, even though they're extremely anti-Catholic, they have an art gallery filled with millions of dollars worth of Catholic art, uh, very Catholic art, you know, Mary, Mediatrix of all graces and things like that, which, you know, I don't know how they, they uh, decided to collect this stuff, but I, I got a job at this art gallery. And so on uh, my shifts, when things were slow, I would just gaze at this, this beautiful, beautiful artwork and, and it really stirred something in my soul, and I'm like, "What did the what, what was the faith that these people had?" You know, I've been told for years that that Catholics aren't even really Christian, or if they are, they're deficient in some way, and they're deceived, and and uh, have a lot of problems. Uh, um, and so I, but looking at this artwork, this glorious, uh, beautiful stuff, I was just uh, compelled to understand the faith of these Christians more. And so I, I knew it was a different kind of faith than I had. It, it, it was, it was, there was a different flavor to it. Um, so I really uh, kind of went to the, the, the school library and just found the, the earliest Christian writings I could. Um, you know, Irenaeus of Lyons and uh, Ignatius of Antioch and uh, Clement of Rome and, and poured over those writings over and over again. Well, that was and, a big mistake. Definitely a big once, mistake. Once you if you want to remain Protestant, you shouldn't read the Church Fathers. I know, and it's like the, the, there's the impression that the Church Fathers are like some sort of strange, like Gnostic, uh, you know, heretics. So like, the, like it's almost like the Bible was written and the Church fell off the earth for 1,500 years, you know, and not to read anything that was written in between uh, the year 30 A.D. and the year, you know what I mean? And, exactly. And, but once exactly. you start it reading, once you start it, reading the early church fathers, you're in trouble. I mean, you, you read the Didache, you know, the earliest of the documents, and then you go to mass the next day, and you're like, wait a minute, this kind of looks identical to what the early uh, church was. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, what was, do you do with that when you see that? It was it was a crisis, really. I mean, it, it really um, kind of knocked me for a loop. I. I didn't know what to make of it because there were so many things in there that were so beautiful and true and, and they really resonated with me. And then they would come across something like, you know, uh, on Sundays we, we received the body and blood of our Lord. And, and I was like, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> what does this mean? Um, and, and how do I reconcile this with, with all these other truths that they're saying? And then they're saying something strange like they're eating the body and blood of Christ. I don't really... I really don't know what to make of this. Yeah, they literally, uh, th they really believe that it was the body and blood of Jesus. Right. So there was this whole sacramental <laughs> yeah. worldview that didn't really fit with where I was in, in my own faith. Um, and, you know, again, like there were so many things that drew me to the faith that these men had. Uh, and I knew it was different from what I had. But then there was these these things that I just couldn't reconcile with the Bible that, you know, at the time I, I just couldn't see how it fit. And um, so it was really a four or five year process of coming to understand the sacraments, the role of tradition, the role, how the Bible fits into the wider church. And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I was drawn eventually to the Episcopal Church as kind of the... Because you were Romophobic, uh, right? What? You were Romophobic. 
Oh yeah. So, so you could go. You could go just so far, but you can't deal with the with, with Rome, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I, you know, I, I'm into this historic Christianity thing, and, and these Anglicans, they seem to have that down. But then you go to the Oxford. Then you go to the Oxford. Yeah, then you go to the Oxford movement, and they're all coming. They're coming the Catholic route, you know, like John Henry Newman. Yeah, when, well, I just, just kind of wrote that off as, as irrelevant, <laughs> you know. As, uh, relics, come on, you know, re- indulgences, come Mary, on. You know, really, like just, Mary, really, you know, like yeah, that, right? right. It's just like, you know what, this Anglicanism is a nice middle way. I can still look and feel Catholic on Sunday, um, but I don't have to deal with all that weird stuff. Well, what was it John Henry Newman said? To to know history is to become Catholic or something to that effect. Yes, yes, yes. To be deep in history yeah. is to, to cease to be Protestant. And, and it's so true. It really is. I mean, you can't escape the conclusion that the church is the church when you really start to dig into the historical uh, writings of the church and things like that. And I, and I, I had just been told that it was... The church, like you said, just fell off the rails. Like it was like the Apostle Paul, and then the minute he died, it was apostasy and, and, he, and here, And, you know, here's Jesus. He was, a, he was a carpenter. He knew how to build things. The only thing you really see him building is the church. Right. You know, he never he, wrote a book. Yeah, he, but, but he built the church, and he must have done a pretty poor job if it went off the rails that, that quickly. But, you know, I went to Baylor University, and I had a roommate that had gone to, is it Bob Jones, right? Yes. And I'm in, yeah. I happen to be in Texas today while we're recording this interview. I'm in Austin, Texas. But two days ago, I was at Baylor with my son for the first time in decades. And, you know, there are so many beautiful, you know, the Baptists, beautiful Christians. And uh, so I like to say, uh, I just feel like as a Catholic, we're fortunate because we have the fullness of the faith. And certainly there's a lot of doctrinal difference, but differences, but we do have, you know, faith in Jesus Christ in common. But once you, once you really just kind of, look below the surface of the Catholic faith. You know, I, I left the church for a while, Sam. I, I, I was baptized in the Spirit in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, but I was on the Baylor campus, and I began to hear about sola fide. Well, that's not what they called it, but it's only by faith, you know, and also um, only Scripture. And so little by little, I just kind of got derailed and, uh, and really not rejecting the Catholic Church so much as just, you know, thinking I was going to find more holiness and go deeper, uh, I ended up going into the non-denominational world. But for uh-huh. me, uh, for me, my father was a deacon in the Catholic Church, and praying for me and talking to me didn't help. But when he sent me Stephen Ray's book on crossing the Tiber, uh-huh. uh, I was like Augustine says, I was on the slippery slope, man. I mean, I was, I came roaring back. I mean, it, you know, I felt like I'd been swimming in the shallow end of the pool, and now I was in the ocean. <laughs> And, and, and you, right. can, you know, you can't get enough. And it's so cool to hear a young lion like you talk, because when you look at the early church fathers, you're talking about the young lion of the church and you're seeing it in its natural habitat. You know, you're right. seeing it as it really was. You're getting to read uh, the battles that the early fathers were doing against the different heresies. And and really through those heresies, they really came to clarity and definition of of a lot of the different, you know, the, the doctrines of the church. And so... And, and so, at some point, then you made a you you uh, you you made your way to Anglicanism or, or to the Episcop- being Episcopal, and then what happened? You you decided you're just going to go all out. Well, yeah, and that was that was really um, I, I was there's a Anglican seminary near my home uh, here in Wisconsin, and uh, they prided themselves on trying to be more Catholic than the Catholics. So, it, I mean, they had the fancy liturgy, the, the incense, you know, the chants. They had, they had everything 
uh, all, all the historical trappings that you could think of. And so I was, that's was what really drew me to the Episcopal world uh, was this seminary. And, um, but the, you know, so I thought, well, I was originally thinking to be, I'll be a Baptist pastor. And, and I was really on that track, but after encountering this seminary, um, I, you know, thought, well, maybe I'll be an Anglican priest. Um, and so I really started to take that seriously. And I, I looked into what was involved in that process. What I found out very quickly was that, um, you know, name your beliefs. There's an Anglican church for you. Like there's the, right. it's not just unlike the Catholic church, there's not just one Anglican church. There's probably 30 or 40 different bodies that call themselves the true Anglican, you know, continuing Anglicans. Uh, and, and they, they all are completely different. Some believe in two sacraments, some believe in seven, some believe in seven ecumenical councils, some believe in eight, you know, they can't agree about anything. They don't know what baptism means. You, you know, you, you can't understand what the Eucharist means. It's just kind of a free for all. And yes, there's some that are very, very Catholic and there's some that are very, very evangelical Protestant. Um, and there's in, so as I was looking for one of these uh, churches to be uh, ordained in, the more I dug, the more it felt to me like I was kind of I went to Anglicanism because I was trying to escape this notion of build your own Christianity. Um, that bothered me. You know, I was like, look, if we're going to be unified as Christians, there has to be some authority above the Bible. Well, there you now you have uh, now you're on that now you there you go. Right, got that <laughs> the dangerous, dangerous line of thinking. Uh, and so the, the Anglican said, well, of course we believe in the Bible, but we also have tradition. And so that helps us to interpret the Bible. And but what I, I realized was they had no authorita authoritative voice to clarify uh, tradition in any meaningful sense. Um, it was more about, um, you know, uh, uh, preserving some kind of liturgical, uh, high church uh, liturgical uh, flavor than it was about any doctrinal uh, clarity. So, so again, I found myself in this position where I was like, "Well, which Anglican church do I agree with?" Right. And, so, which and Anglican I realized church? That I was kind of becoming the one picking and choosing. Yeah, you became the your faith, own. And you, that's, you became yeah. your own pope. So, yeah, I was kind of felt like my own pope, like, uh, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to get away from that that uh, personal Christianity, and I wanted something that was truly universal that transcended. Wait, did you time say they use? Space. Did you use the word universal? Yes. So maybe you're talking now. You're talking now. That's the same meaning as Catholic. So you yes. are really on the slippery slope at this point. Uh, we're talking with Sam Guzman. Uh, he is the editor of. The, the website is catholicgentleman.com. Dot, dot net. Dot net. Okay. Yeah. It's just the coolest website. And, uh, and it has, it's, it just looks at things from a kind of a different perspective. And great for all people, great for all men, and especially great for young men. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your, the, this new effort that you've, you've, you've got going. And, um, and we'll talk about the, the, the Wisconsin cheese. If that, if because I know that you're very proud of that, we have to bring that up. But no, I see Exquisite that you're married cheese, to, yeah, yeah and, you're, and you're married to a beautiful bride. So we'll be right back. We're, we're speaking with Sam Guzman, CatholicGentleman.net. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back after this. International Deep Adventure Radio. 
Whether you're at home, at work, in the car, you can follow what he teaches 24 hours each day. We're EWTN Radio. And just to let you know, I'm a returning Catholic because of EWTN. Bless you guys and keep it up. And you're invited to visit our website too. Just log on to www.ewtn.com. That's www.ewtn.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 74. If you ever want to see something kind of funny, watch me throw net. I've learned how to throw a Hawaiian net. And it's really quite a technical thing that you do. And when you toss this net, I have a big heavy one. The idea is it should land and it should look kind of round like the island of Oahu. But when I throw net, it's kind of long and skinny like uh, the island of Molokai. And you're not going to catch many fish that way. I was riding the other day. I was down by the, the harbor where the big ships come in. And there was a person down there that was throwing net. And he walked down to the edge of the, of the jetty. And uh, he got in that position where he wanted to throw and he throws the net, and he got entangled in it, and he actually threw himself into the water when he threw the net. It kind of reminds me of, uh, of our walk with the Lord. Uh, God wants us to, as the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters after many days. It shall return to you. We need to release to, release to God um, that net. And I'm going to just say for this, let's use that net as an example of our career or how we provide uh, for our families. We need to throw that net. We need to give it all to the Lord. We need to, um, you know, cast our burdens upon the Lord for he cares for us. If we are striving so hard in our work so that we can have our own accomplishments, so that we can reach our own goals, we'll get entangled in that net. We'll get entangled, as Jesus said, in the worries and cares of the world. We need to throw our net out, but work as on to the Lord, not on as on to men, for from him comes our reward. Remember the great saints who were fishermen, and Jesus here is a carpenter telling them, throw out your net on the other side, and they hadn't caught a fish all day, and then they just brought in a great, great harvest. So in your career and in your need for financial blessing, throw your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 74. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and I have as my co-adventure guide today a young man. He's 26 years old, Sam Guzman. He has the website CatholicGentleman.net. I think it's so cool because it, it, it has an outreach to everyone, but especially, you know, to our young lions. And I, and I love the approach. It's so interesting to uh, CatholicGentleman.net, uh, the whole concept. I, you know, we have a G.K. Chesterton Society that we started recently. And, and when we go there, we, we all act like gentlemen. We, act, we try to act all sophisticated. And, uh, and so I kind of see that flavor in your website, uh, Sam. So welcome back to our show. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, Sam, can you help, help uh, share with us then? You got at the slippery slope of, of looking at authority and who would, be the, who would determine, uh, how, who would interpret Scripture. Uh, and you begin to kind of have a little bit of a crisis there. How did you finally resolve that in terms of uh, your faith? Sure. Well, um, it really was a crisis. I mean, it really came down to me to the one question. Um, how do we know anything at all in Christianity? Uh, who's to say? Um, you know, because you look, at, we, we take so many things for granted, like the person of Christ and, and the nature of the Trinity and things like that. But for centuries, these were huge controversies. 
Um, and, and they were not uh, crystal clear as they are to us today. Um, and so what you needed was an authoritative voice to say, here's the way it is. Here's the truth as, it, as we've received it uh, once for all. And if you don't believe it, sorry, but you're a heretic, you know, like and not not in a gleeful sense, but but just in a in a in a, a, a truthful, loving way, say this is the truth as revealed by God. Um, and so if you want to to uh, stand on the way to salvation, you must embrace this. And 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 I was looking. I was desperate for that voice because let's face it, we live in an age of relativism where really anything goes. Uh, every man is his own authority when it comes to what is true and what is false. You know, people, I've heard people say, well, this is my truth. Um, and so I was desperate for some uh, authoritative voice. And, and I realized very quickly that that was not the case in Anglicanism. Anglicanism would not solve that problem for me. Um, and so the real breaking point came when Pope Benedict visited Westminster Abbey um, in England, and he was sitting right next to the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, and in, in a formerly Catholic uh, abbey, no less, uh, which was now Anglican, but it used to be Catholic. And, and I remember thinking to myself, which man do I really want to follow? Which man really represents the authority that, I cra- that I'm craving, you know, that, that uh, true Catholicity, that universal faith that not only is true now, but was true 500 years ago, 800 years ago, 1,000 years ago. You know, this truth that transcends time and space, uh, the true body of Christ, which man represents that? And, and the clear answer to me at that point was, it's the Pope. He's... He is the foundation, um, and he is the uh, shepherd that I've been looking for. And um, at that point, you know, it, it still took a couple more months of, re- you know, resolving some final issues. But that was the real breaking point where I knew I had to be Catholic. I had to. I went from resisting Catholic teaching to wanting to understand it, uh, um, and wanting to that desire was there to understand what catholics believe and why so it was a really intense period of study but uh at the end of it um i, I just knew i had to be catholic and uh, shortly thereafter i entered rcia so. you know what I, lo- I love about that sam is that you were so true to truth and you were devoted uh in the pursuit of it you weren't you know because the bible doesn't say you know what if you're just really open to the lord you know, like, God, I'm open to you. If you want me, come and get me. No, the Bible says he's the reward of those who diligently seek him, and you were diligently seeking him. But for some reason, I have this, this image in my mind. Hey, hey, Sam, were you? did you lift weights when you were wrestling? Was that part of your training regimen? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so this, this is the image I have yeah. in my mind. The weightiest thing that you can deal with in life is, is the truth about, you know, life and death and, 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 and eternity. Uh, the heaviest book you could possibly lift is the Bible. And when, right. you go to, when you go into a weightlifting room, every January, right, when all the new people come, you will mm-hmm. see the strangest techniques. Let's just say it's a bench press, you know. You'll see the, the, the worst possible techniques to do a bench lift, you know, where they're twisting their body and their shoulders are coming off and their lats aren't engaged. <laughs> and one end of the bar goes up and then the other goes up and then eventually they forgot to put the, uh, the clip on the end and all the weights fall off one end and then they fall off the other or it drops under their throat. I mean, you just see the, whole, most, the, the, worst, the worst things happening in a gym. But, 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 but he knows how to do it himself. 
You know, he's going to figure it out for himself. He, he, he's going to He's going he's gonna to figure out the technique for himself. And I think that's the way a lot of people approach Scripture. I'm going to pick up this Bible, and, and without really understanding how to properly interpret the Bible, they pick up the heaviest, the heaviest book in the world, and, and eventually, you know, things get out of balance, things get out of whack, and, and usually when you, when you go to the gym and you don't know what you're doing, you end up getting hurt. And so yep. with, with the weightiness of this, uh, of, of, of this issue in our life and the weightiness of Scripture, we want to have a clarity of interpretation. And I, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I like your gen, gentleman, the Catholic, Catholic gentleman.net concept, because in a way, it looks like a kind of a throwback when you look at the pictures and the images. It's going back. looks like it goes back 80 years or 100 years, a lot of the images. Well, I like to go back at least 1,000 years. I don't watch the news anymore. I don't watch TV anymore. I, I, I listen to the ancient books on audio books, or I read... I mean, if, it, if the book isn't a thousand years old, it really doesn't interest me much. Actually, I'll tell you this <laughs> from G.K. Chesterton back, all right? And we'll put some yeah. Fulton Sheen in there, too. I mean, we've got our Scott Hans. We have our wonderful, great teachers. But I'm just saying, those people back in those days, they had their act together. And, and you read Irenaeus and against heresies. And, and you, and uh-huh. you know, you have a chance to be exposed so, to, to some brilliant minds. And I got to say, I think a lot of what we're hearing these days is dumbed down, you know? But, mm-hmm. but, but, there, but there was a, they were struggling with uh, and, and being faithful to what was being passed down to them. And so to spend time uh, reading books like Crossing the Tiber or uh, Fa- uh, Fathers, The Fathers Know Best and books like that, I think uh, I got to in- interview John Michael Talbot recently who came out with a book on the early church fathers or all of... Mike Aguilina's work. I mean, there's just so many great books about the early church fathers. Pick up a copy of the Didache. You can download one probably from free on, on your iPad, you know, and just read through that, and you're going to find out. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to just be blown away. Uh, you know, compare that to the way you're worshiping now and see if it's consistent. And when I read Justin Martyr's, my, my, my conversion back to the Catholic Church came when I read Justin Martyr's defense of what was happening at the Mass. He wrote a a letter to the emperor, and of course was martyred for writing this letter, but he exposed what was happening in the Mass. Uh, you know, when all the, the, the people who were being catechized but not yet baptized were told to leave uh, during the celebration of the Eucharist, and uh, he, he described the epiclesis, the prayer of, of consecration, and I was like, wait a minute, I hear that almost exact same prayer every Sunday, and I realized, oh my gosh, what have I, what have I been neglecting? And I just came <laughs> roaring back to the Catholic Church. But to see a young man like you, and you're understanding uh, the beauty of the Catholic faith too, is we can have fun. You know, we don't. We, you yeah. know, uh, the mind is is free to range and to ask every question. I mean, if you really, I mean, I think Thomas Aquinas was asked four thousand questions in his Summa. And you know, we sit around and we have our G.K. Chesterton Society meetings with our cigars and our and our whiskey, and we, we try to act smart. And you've got this really cool concept, uh, Fraternitas. That, that the Lord yeah. the Lord's given you. T- tell us about that and how people can get involved. Well, uh, Fraternitas uh, kind of came out of this need that I saw uh, both in my own life and in other Catholic men that I knew for uh, a real sense of brotherhood. And and as I as I tell on the website, um, it all kind of uh, started when I, when I was with a bunch of Catholic friends. Um, at, at a local pub. And uh, we were drinking and smoking uh, 
nor allow smoking anymore. But if we could have, we would have pipes, of course, uh, not uh, not cigarettes. <laughs> uh, that's what gentlemen smoke pipes or cigars. Uh, but we were uh, we were smoking, we were drinking, and uh, just talking about our, our families and our jobs, and and just laughing and having a good time. And uh, because we were all uh, Catholic. Passionate Catholic men, um, the the faith inevitably came up, and uh, we really just started talking about our spiritual lives and what God was doing in our lives, and how we were working through uh, various challenges. And um, you know, by the end of that conversation, you could really tell just all of us our hearts were burning. Uh, we were on fire with with uh, passion for the faith. We were uh, excited about being Catholic and being men. Um, and then, and I just remember thinking that I want uh, men everywhere to have this. Uh, I want um, you know men to have this kind of iron sharpens iron experience where uh, they are um, just getting together and talking about things in an unstructured way, uh, but that fosters where it gives an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to uh, bring up things uh, that can encourage. Uh, all of us in our faith. And so uh, I, I came up with this uh, idea, this vision uh, for Fraternitas, which was somewhere between uh, the Knights of Columbus and um, and uh, That Man Is You. Uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of people ask me, well, what's the difference between this and the Knights of Columbus? Well, first of all, it's way less formal. Um, you know, Knights of Columbus is a huge organization. They do all kinds of community outreach, and they're just a wonderful organization. And my intention is not to compete with them. Um, well, and, and that man is you. On the other hand, is is uh, is also great. I've been to those before, and um, but you know, they're very they're very structured. Well, let's um, let's uh, Sam. We got to take a break right here. Okay. And we'll get we'll go a little bit deeper with Fraternitas. We're talking with Sam Guzman, CatholicGentleman.net. I'm your Adventure Guide on Deep Adventure Radio, Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. It's very easy because EWTN does all the hard work. You just let others know. Tune in and they can see for themselves what a beautiful gift our church is. In Mark 16, verse 15, Jesus commanded us to go into the whole world and proclaim the good news to all creation. Those words are the heart of the call of the EWTN Media Missionaries, volunteers who help create awareness of EWTN in parishes and communities across the United States. Through EWTN, I've grown in my faith. I can point others to certain programs that provide them with the resources they need to understand their faith. If you consider what Jesus did for us on the cross, it's a small way to give back to Him. With as little as 10 minutes a month, you can help spread the word. Call today, 1-205-795-5771 or log on to our website, EWTNmissionaries.com and find out how easy it is to be an EWTN Media Missionary. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. Suffering in paradise for you. Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm Bear Wozniak. I'm your adventure guide, and we have with us a young lion, a young Catholic man, Sam Guzman. He's 26, year old, 26 years old. He has the website, catholicgentleman.net, and he's starting a new organization called Fraternitas. He's describing it as a cross between uh, somewhere halfway between the Knights of the Columbus and the That Man Is You program. In other words, it's, it's a gathering of men. It sounds like it has a flavor, 
any way of G.K. Chesterton societies because you know what? It sounds like when you gather with them, their motto seems to be uh, beer, books, and brotherhood. And, uh, <laughs> and we need that. We need to have a place where we can have an intellectually stimulating conversation and at the same point not just be um, um, something that's meaningless but something that will challenge us to go deeper. So, Sam, yeah. tell us about how more, a little bit more about it and how people can get in touch with you. Sure, sure. And um, it, the, and so I, I guess what I was saying was that uh, it's, it's uh, an organization that's designed to be um, very informal, but at the same time, each month you get a book in the mail, and that is supposed to serve as uh, both a spiritual reading for you, um, but also a, a conversation starter for these monthly meetings uh, with your Catholic brothers um, so you're going to get a great high quality Catholic book in the mail each month. Um, and you can, uh, use that as a jumping off point for discussions with your group. Or if you want to talk about your fishing trip, you're free to do that. <laughs> it's really, uh, all about getting together, having stimulating conversations, allowing the spirit to work and, uh, and getting Catholic men together um, we need that brotherhood. We need that friendship. I mean, friendship is uh, is a virtuous, uh, important thing, and it, it can help us grow as men. I mean, many of my my own growth that I've seen in my life has come through conversations that I've had with others, um, and God has taught me so many things just through talking with others. Uh, and and we need to do that as Catholics. And so this is the, the forum, the place to do that. Well, give us an example of a, of a book that you guys would, would be your book. Well, we're kicking it off with uh, The Little Oratory. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful Catholic book about praying in the home and bringing, really bringing the church's liturgy into the home and how we can all do that, uh, whether we're single or married with a family, how we can bring uh, a prayerful rhythm to our lives uh, through both the Liturgy of the Hours, having a a prayer corner uh, in our home, uh, a home altar, um, you know, and there's a lot of practical advice in there about you know, how to deal with rowdy kids or, or how to uh, invite your friends into your home life, home prayer life. Uh, and so it's, it's a very practical book. It's a very beautiful book. There's a, at the end of it, there's a bunch of full color icons that you can cut out and, and frame. Um, mm. And uh, it's, it's that kind of thing where, you know, the faith meets everyday life. That's what this is about, uh, bringing the faith into our everyday life. And so that's, that's what we're starting with. There's other books that I want to feature about, about friendship, virtuous friendship, about being a man of character and things like that. Um, and, and those books will be coming uh, in the near future. Well, I heard about this amazing book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. <laughs> by Bear Wozniak. It's an amazing book. Actually, there's I, the last people that I interviewed, they said that uh, they, they have kind of like a gym. They work out, you know, and uh, they have they give it away as a prize to the people who kind of excel. Um, and, you know, like in our, and we have a little G.K. Chesterton Society group that we, we've started, and it's true, having that book kind of gets the dialogue going, but the, but the purpose isn't to go through the book. The purpose is to kind of get the dialogue, you know, yes. going and, and keeping it on course. Like, we don't allow any discussion of politics, Talk about your fishing trip, yeah, but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about stuff um, that's peripheral. We're gonna talk about the stuff that that's at the heart of the issue. Um, and and so you're seeing uh, you've had you you've just launched this, right? How can people yeah. how can people uh, get one started in their area? 
Well, um, initially, um, I limited the signups to 100 people just so I can work through uh, some of the bugs and, and make sure everything's going smoothly. Um, but you know, in the near future, there will be more uh, signups available. But the the once you're once you're a member, um, you simply submit uh, a little application with uh, your name and contact information, requesting that you start a chapter in your area. And then uh, once that uh, is approved and you're in the directory, uh, you can uh, just have people uh, pick a place, uh, pick a time, and uh, once a month or, or more, if you want, uh, get together and uh, just talk about the faith and, and uh, be brothers in Christ together. Okay, so the idea is uh, men are going to get together and we're going to have this have a chance to really fellowship. What do, what do you think it is that God is calling uh men to in, in these days, especially the younger men. Uh, I know we, we are so, so in need of leadership. I know you have a buddy of yours that I think coined the phrase evangelization. What did he, what did he mean by that? Well, he really um, is convinced that uh, everything in the church starts with men, and I am as well. And, and uh, if we want to see a strong church, uh, we need strong Catholic men. Uh, to uh, step up and lead their families, uh, lead in their parishes. And, uh, and just to share a little story of, of how I, I got thinking along these lines was, you know, when I first converted, uh, I went to uh, a little, pal- uh, a little um, Catholic parish uh, in the mountains. And, and I remember uh, I, I was, you know, all zealous about being Catholic. And uh, so I signed up right away to be a lector because I really wanted to be involved in the liturgy and in the parish. And I remember thinking, looking around one Sunday and thinking, I am the only man, other than the priest, of course, involved in, in this parish. And really, it's like it's being led by women. And, you know, God bless our women for uh, stepping up uh, and, and filling these roles. But at the same time, we need men to be active, um, especially if we're going to inspire the young men uh, you know, teenagers, and uh, to to step up and and see the faith as something that is relevant uh, to a man. Um, we need men involved in parishes, and we need men to lead. Um, and so, I, I really feel that uh, the um, the strength of the church will rise or fall on men making a choice to follow Christ in their own spiritual life, and then uh, leading their families uh, and their and in their communities. Uh, leading others to Christ as well. Um, and I, I've seen uh, the power uh, of when a man steps up and, and has courage to say, you know what, here's what the world tells me I need to be, but I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to listen to what God tells me I need to be, and I'm going to follow him with all my heart. That is a powerful, powerful thing. You know, Sam, I just love that so much. I, I mean, I just love the words you just spoke. It just... it. I, I'm just so grateful for, for you being one of those men who, who steps out. When people ask me, what is it going to take to start a men's group or something in, in their local parish, uh, it just takes you and one other person. It doesn't mm-hmm. take a whole, a whole boatload of people. Just you and your good friend, you know, grab, just grab one other person and uh, email uh, Sam Guzman at catholicgentleman.net and look into, be part of this new movement. I feel this is going to be really big on college campuses. It's going to be really big uh, among the young professionals. I think it, it's, it's so important. I'd like to be a part of encouraging uh, this to happen. And it's just, it's just so interesting to see how the Holy Spirit 
just kind of comes up behind people and taps them on the shoulder and says, hey, you got a minute? You know, to, to you who are listening and you've been asking, what can I do, Lord? How can I serve? Uh, you know, I'm, don't, don't fall into the trap of saying you're just, not, you're just not capable or you don't have the ability or you don't know how to get uh, people together or promote things. Don't fall into that trap because it's all going to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'll just, just, I just yeah. want to jump in and, and, and to, to add to your comments. that uh, I will say that the weaker you are, the more incapable you are, the more likely it is that God's going to use you. It's, <laughs> it's just kind of a, a divine paradox there where mm-hmm. God ch- delights in choosing those who think they can't do anything. Yep. And, and he wants to put those people to work for build, in building his kingdom because, you know what? that lack uh, that, or that, that sense that I, I, I'm incapable. Well, you know what? You are. Uh, and that's what, that's what drives you to uh, confidence in God alone. And, and that is when uh, he is able to work through you uh, with power. Yeah, it's when I'm weak that I'm strong. You know, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's not, not a false humility, but a true humility saying, you know, what, what can I do? How can I help? How can I be, how could I be used by the kingdom? Well, God will use... Uh, that vessel that's open. And, you know, I, like when, when I am weak, it, that, that's when I am strong. You know, I won my world championship tandem surfing titles, you know, where you lift a woman overhead when you surf after I was healed miraculously of a back problem. You yeah. Know, I, was, I was weak, uh, but by God's grace and healing, he made me strong. Uh, so I can't really take credit for any of that. And you too, right. just be, be aware right now, uh, Sam is being responsive to the Holy Spirit. I want you to be too. A pray and see if there's something like this that God wants you to start in your area and reach out to Sam at uh, catholicgentleman.net. Sam Guzman, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for Man, I love you, dude. I just, I'm just so proud of what you're doing. Just keep stepping out in faith, and we want to be a part of supporting what you're doing. This is, thanks, Sam. Thanks so much for having me, Bear. Okay, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. Uh, hang on, and we'll be right back with more. Deep Adventure Radio. The bold standard in radio. All across the nation, people are tuning in to truth on the EWTN radio network. Even though I am a Southern Baptist, I love my local Catholic radio station, and I recommend it to all my friends, Catholic and non-Catholic. Since I joined the church a decade ago, access to Catholic radio has been a must for me and my family. To have EWTN broadcasting locally with such faith-filled and wholesome programs is a real blessing. To find out more, go to EWTN.com slash radio. Serve some real and radical ways to live your faith. This is Daniel Baboon Markham with this episode of Man Up. Moral injury. It's a new phrase used by mental health providers and military chaplains concerning the ravages of war upon the soul. Psychiatrists are called to heal the mind, but who can heal the souls of our war fighters? Moral injury results in the hidden guilt that men and women of war carry for deeds that are unspeakable, and thus in their minds unforgivable. I work with a man who has no arms or legs, born that way. Nick Vujicic, world motivational speaker and evangelist, tells an amazing story, which is on video, of a severely crippled elderly woman he met while preaching in the red light district of Mumbai. After sharing the gospel with this woman, her daughter demanded Nick not to speak the name of Jesus. 
Instead, she challenged Nick, if your God is real, heal my mother. After praying a couple times, the woman was miraculously healed. But that wasn't the biggest miracle, as Nick was about to learn. This healed woman was the very woman who started and ran this red light district, who enslaved children into prostitution for years and years. God's miraculous love not only healed this evil woman, but two weeks later she committed her life to Christ. She's heaven bound. There is no sin, no matter how dark and gruesome, that the love of God cannot reach. So whatever your dark place, you can bring it to the light of God's love. So get up, get on with it, and discover what God can do with your moral injury, your sin. The Apostle Paul wrote, It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. This is Daniel DeBoon Markham at DanielDeBoonMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Surf's up. Go deep or go home. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. But you don't have to stop now. You can go to our website, deepadventure.com. You can listen. to We have about 100 archived radio shows on our website. In fact, all of our radio shows can be listened to in podcast format if you so desire, if you want to share them with your friends. Almost every podcast form that's out there, you can go and listen to all of our old shows while you're working out or while you're uh, driving your car. I mean, you can listen to them and share them with your friends. You can also uh, friend us on our Facebook page, Deep Adventure Ministries. If you go to deepadventure.com, you can also subscribe to our newsletter uh, where we'll send out newsletters to you and also uh, some of our social media that you can share with your friends. Uh, You can also donate and help support us. We're looking for uh, some corporate sponsors and just some help from individuals. We're wanting to do a new reality show. This would be our third one, uh, The Long Ride Home, we're calling it. We're going to ride Harleys. Uh, through, we think, the Rocky Mountains and visit several different monasteries while we do. The main thing will be that we're going to be pursuing the interior life and contemplative prayer. We're going to have five or six uh, Harley guys uh, spending time alone and with each other in prayer. So we need your help to do that. And and you can go to deepadventure.com and donate or write us an email if you want to help us in some other way. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And now, until next time, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha! This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio. 